Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I and Zach, I forget the intro. I'm Andrew. Wow, that was a spectacular stuff up. I was gonna say, I was gonna say where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible, because that's what I used to say back when it was only me. So I didn't yeah. feel like I should be selfish. But now we don't do that. We don't inspire anyone to do anything. And apparently not. Not after that okay. intro. Yeah, I'm Zach, by the way. Hi. Hey, there's Zach. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm on a, I'm on a bit of a deload week at the moment. Um, yeah, you said that last week. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good. Um, you know, you'd never know. I did a, a stupid workout on Tuesday. It was a... It was it was a, it was a treadmill workout. It was fifteen minute warm up, and then it was forty minutes hard tempo on a fifteen percent incline. I, I mean, I do treadmills even go to fifteen percent incline, or are you like putting it up on milk crates? No, to make 15, it high enough. Fifteen percent, I think, uh, is the highest that the treadmills at my gym go. I mean, after that, it's a stair climber. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that was hectic. I I did like four and a half kilometers in. Uh, was it four and a half? Yeah, it was like four and a half kilometers in um, in f- like 40 minutes. It was just ridiculous. It was crazy. Were you running it or were you power hiking? No, I was running most of it. Um, wow. I had it between a seven and eight kilometer per hour, which is normally like <laughs> a really slow yep. 130 heart rate jog, right? Um, at my heart rate was up at like 168. Um, yeah. I got to... I think 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And then I walked for five minutes. Cause I was like, nah, but I kept the incline up, but then I just, I powered through. It was good. It was a good little workout. And then today I went to the Yu Yangs for just some undulating terrain where they were filming something. Oh really? Yeah. I got there the and actor like, in you sniffed it out. Oh uh, like, yeah. Well, filming was, here. What's going on? My first thought was, um, I'm pissed off at my agent that I don't know about this. <laughs> There's um, stuff literally in my backyard and I'm not in an agent. Come yeah, on. Yeah, like what the hell? Like it was it was like crazy. Like I, I uh drove in and you know the first car park at the um at the at the office Ranger's hut. Yeah, yeah. was just packed with trailers and cars and craft services. And then the I, I couldn't drive up to um turntable, you know, where Flinders yes. Peak is. I had to drive to they detoured me to the lower picnic car park yes. uh, where you can just run up. And so I ran up to the Flinders peak car park. And again, full of cars and trailers. And I have no idea what was going on, but I just said to one guy, I was like, am I okay to run through here? And he's like, no, 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 we're not shooting anything. I'm, I'm like, well, I can wait. I can yes. wait until you <laughs> <laughs> You hop past like a kangaroo, just trying to blend into the background. That's what Erin said. She said it'd be great if they were filming and they just see this Yeti running, <laughs> running through the Yu Yangs. <laughs> Question, craft services. What's the etiquette with craft services when you're on a shoot? Can you when just go nuts and eat whatever you want? Well, I mean, yeah, but okay. So etiquette, uh, when you're on a shoot on location, the leads get first dibs at it. And then, um, then supporting day players and extras at the last kind of go. I mean, they had plenty of food for everybody, so nobody's missing out on anything. But yeah, so you can always tell though a, a someone. I don't mean this to sound the wrong way, but it's going to someone who's on camera that matters, as opposed to like an extra, because the someone on the camera who matters either a 
might have brought their own food or b is really careful about what they're eating whereas the extra is there it's just like do you know what i'm broke i'm here for food that's the only reason i'm doing this and they just like right late. yeah wow interesting it's, yeah so yeah um i, I kind of wanted to sniff out the craft services because they always have good food on set it's always good sure they do and getting back to your um you know seven to eight minute shuffle on the treadmill at 15 degree incline that is when you go to ultra running events and you see like the best of the best ultra runners that's what they're doing they're just continuously shuffling at that pace they will not slow down no it doesn't matter how big the hill is they will just keep going at that pace and that's what sets them apart from us mere mortals who get to big hills and lie down and have a rest for it that's it and that's what kirk's kind of got me he's got me doing two kind of terrain style or vert style workouts a week like next week we start a new block and he's going to throw in a lot of more uh, not a lot more but some more speed work because we haven't really been doing that uh and he's just been like looking at my base we're building our resistance to impact next week we're doing workouts like uh you know broken tempo where you go three minutes hard one minute easy three minutes hard and he hasn't really defined hard but He's the kind of guy who would define hard as kind of hate your life, question your existence <laughs> pace. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Otherwise so known as a Tuesday. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is on a Tuesday. There you go. So I'm excited about that. Um, other than that. I'm, and the body's I'm, handling it okay? The body's not yeah, yeah. itchy you know with the deload week? It's fine. Like my body's fine. Like everything's treating me. Okay. Like knock on um, wood. Um, you know, the longest run I've done with him so far is 14 miles. What's that? 22 and a half kilometers, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, well, what's a half marathon? 13.1. 13.1. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, everything's holding up fine. I, you know, the, the strength is really, I think helping I'm finding, which we'll talk about later. I'm starting to find a little bit more mobility in my Ooh. squats now. So I'm going a little bit deeper than I had been with the same weight, which is exciting. I don't know if I, it's, it's a choice that I'm making or if the weight's just pushing me down and I can't fight it. <laughs> <laughs> the weight is a metaphor for life. It's mm. just eventually it takes over. You just eventually uh. just fall on the ground and that's it. Well, I, um, took the lessons from last week's strength training episode mm. and thought about them a lot and ultimately put them to one side and concentrated on just getting moving this week. Um, but I am after two weeks of no running whatsoever. I got back into it last weekend. I've done three runs, I think, since last time we spoke. Um, so over the last week or so, I've gotten out three times or so. Were you at track tonight? No, I didn't go to track tonight. I rode to and from the city. So I started oh. my restarted my cross training oh. commute as well yeah well oh that sucks in the cold it was freezing this morning it was uh, applicable temperature was negative two so degrees celsius when i left 35 kilometers each way yeah so about a 70k round trip how long does um, that take you uh, uh about an hour 40 to an hour 45 each leg that's nice it's not bad yeah and it's funny it really reveals the weaknesses like i haven't done it for a month or so between taking time off to go on holidays and then doing the 60k attempt and then having two weeks off after that it's been about a month or so since i've been on the bike and that's Mm. just enough time for your body to sort of lose a little bit so when you jump back on you can feel it and straight away i could feel it in my hips and around my knees and everything but it's funny because i kind of when i got out for my first run in two weeks on the weekend i went out and just banged out 10ks um 
and was like, okay, cool, I feel good. And the next morning I woke up and behind my knee at the top of my calf was like really, really sore. Oh, bummer. Um, and I'm like, oh, man. But then I got on the bike today and the bike just sort of grounded out and loosened yeah. it up, which was awesome. So cross-training really helps. Is that a new like? Is that a new niggle that oh, you've had? Oh, that's completely new. I'm, that's, that's just, a, Zach, you haven't ran for two weeks and you did a little bit of activation work to warm up and then you just went out there and tried to run a 55-minute 10K um it's like oh, wow okay so you were kind of i mean you weren't pushing hard but you were pushing i wasn't bit. pushing hard but i was you know I considering felt you haven't really run i hadn't run for, t- t- for two weeks and i felt really good yeah whilst i was doing it and then afterwards i was like oh that was probably a little bit silly i should have started off with something a little bit slower and a little yeah. bit shorter and worked my way up so you know i'm paying for it a little bit this week but it's not a injury pain it's a good pain it's a, it's a usage pain a stretch sure. pain yeah yeah I don't even, I don't even know what push, like some of my efforts, obviously I've been pushing, but I haven't really tried to go fast, fast. I have a 5k time trial Saturday. Mm. Um, Where are you going to do that? I'm just going to like, I'll I'll be in Geelong. So I'll just do it just around my loop that I do in Geelong uh, by Aaron's house. But most of my runs, unless they're specifically, all right, go the first half of this uh, long run easy and then do a progression run or just do a progression run like two out of five runs, not including any of my easy efforts on long runs are one thirties heart rate. So I, and it's funny, I'm going to be really interested to see what my 5k is like, because I have been doing uh, vert, and climbing i don't think i'm going to pr anything uh, pb anything this weekend but it'll be interesting because last time i did my sub 20 the only time i did a sub 25k which i'm not going to try to do this weekend unless like something is just feeling really great because i don't want to you're not tempted to go to a park run and try and chase someone down or um i don't know maybe maybe oh that's not a bad idea actually maybe i could go try i don't see that's the problem because the park run that i would be going to is in geelong uh, it's at the Botanical Gardens, I think. There's more I, than one park run in Geelong. There's like two or three, isn't there? I don't know. I, be, I believe there is. Well, I don't really know what those courses are like, and I'm always hesitant. Like, I wouldn't try to ever PB a 5K on, say, the Wyndham Vale course because of those no. two little crappy hills at the end. Not really. They're not hills. They're just like stupid oh, inclines. One of them is. One, oh, one well, of yeah, them. you're right. In fact, they're not long enough to be hills. Yeah. Um, they're, but they're not stairs. No, no. But they're yeah, they're just like steep enough and sh- long enough to kind yeah. of screw with you if you're trying to do it. So yeah, um, we should go to Bright. Bright's a fast five k. We should go there. Yeah, okay. Let's yeah, go to. Let's jump in the car. Done. You're right on. <laughs> um, but like the, the the first and only time I did. No, when I pe- when I when I came really close to uh, podiuming podiumizing that 4k word it is a word the 4k and i and i did really well on the 8k the you know the sunset series oh yeah yeah yeah, that one yeah i did really well speed wise and i i wasn't working speed i was just doing all heart rate based training so it's going to be interesting to see what a push looks like uh and then at the end of the next training block after the next four weeks, he's got me doing a one mile time trial and I've like yep. not done that in probably two years. So I'm really excited about that. I, when I saw that on my plan, I squealed like a little girl. I was like, Oh, <laughs> what about you, man? What's uh, 
So you started your, your biking, you've done your 10 K. What, yeah, what's, yeah, so, what's your run schedule going to look like? So I think I'm, I'm going to try and get back into, I want to get back into riding the bike to work two times a week. Cause I think yeah. that's just really, really good for cross training and um, opportunity to have a, a, some exercise without any impact. So I want to run five days a week, cross train with the commute two days a week, uh, and then try and work in two strength sessions as well so that's going to be the plan um it's you know there's a couple of nights a week where i've got commitments and i can't train um and and it's hard to do i just find it really hard to get up in the morning and do a strength training session and then do a run um even though i'm quote unquote well not quote unquote even though i am working from home because the kids wake up at seven you kind of got to be i've got to be done and dusted by seven o'clock to help get the kids up and ready for school and so that's an early start if you want to do a workout of any consequence and a run of any consequence. Um, and so, yeah, it's half the time I end up trying to do um, strength workouts after work. But then again, that's hard as well because who knows when you finish and you've got to have dinner by a certain time. And uh, I don't know. So it, it, trying to fit it all in is tough sometimes. It is. It is really interesting. It is very much different for me now training with some kind of intensity and goal. Like the last time I really did this, like I was really looking at a trading block and specific stuff leading up to certain races. I was single and mm. I didn't really have any other responsibilities. Now I've been with Aaron for over two years and wow, it's the first time in over two years that I'm actually really going for something. And it's, I'm finding it. Yeah. It's like, I've got other responsibilities. I've got, I've, I've, I want to spend time with Aaron. I want to spend yeah. time with Olivia. I've also now, uh, you know, at a job now i'm managing like three <laughs> different clubs at the moment which i have like a to... job now i know <laughs> like I a know. real job like a real job not one where you just go smash craft services halfway through i know, Fill and, ice you know cream buckets. that's coming too tomorrow i'm mm. rehearsing for a short film that i'm shooting next Ooh, week which is good. exciting which i get to play a life coach um kind of a kind of a without giving too much away it's like he's a life coach but he's also kind of a bastard which is really interesting oh so just placing yourself basically yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i look at the script and there's certain things that he says i'm like i said this exact same thing to my client the other day this is great why did you write down andrew was the name for this character and then cross it out what's going on what's going on here So, yeah, no, I, I was thinking about that as well. I was on the ride home. I was thinking about some events that are coming up and I was doing and I was like, oh, yeah, I could, could go really hard for the next 16 weeks and just train super hard for it and be great. And then I got home and there was cookies. And I was like, well, I, I, I deserve a cookie after doing what I did today. Well, you 70 Ks. What's, yeah. uh, what's in 16 weeks? Well, uh, uh, Melbourne Marathon is in That's, 16 weeks or so. It? Yeah, October 2nd or so. Oh, Not yeah. far to go. Four and a half. Uh, maybe like four and a half months or something yeah so yeah. not far to go to that and then i might have i don't know there's a rumor slash opportunity i might have to travel for work uh in september and then i was looking at that going oh well if i'm traveling to this location what events are in this location that are I you could gonna go, go to canada out? again and do another no marathon? it's not canada no. not canada i'll put it on the record it's not canada no. are you gonna do run melbourne uh i don't think so no, no. too crowded too busy unless yeah. you were gonna do it but yeah well i'm gonna do the half okay that's all that's the biggest one isn't it yeah yeah, there's no marathon there. Yeah. No, no, I'm just going to do the half and I'm going to just, uh, I think my, my, my goal for this training, our goal, mine and Kirk's, is the marathon, but we're leading up to the half and seeing what happens. Yeah, um, start with that. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it going, I know I can just comfortably train for the marathon and go to Melbourne and just do something there. Um, and, and, you know, try to get, like I said a couple of weeks ago, get to a point where I can run it, not just, you know, 
try and jog it like I have the last couple of times because I've been cutting off other races, but try and run the marathon. But then I'm looking at this other event going, oh, that's two weeks beforehand. That could kind of be like, it, I kind of like running Melbourne Marathon with no pressure because I've done a big event just before. And then it just, Melbourne Marathon almost becomes the victory lap. Yeah. So there is something nice about that versus going out there and trying to run it fast. So I think it's it's a good option for me both ways. If I end up traveling and doing this other event, awesome. If I don't end up traveling, uh, then I just go after Melbourne either so way. The last time you did Melbourne Marathon was three years ago, two years ago? No, last year. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was yeah. last year. And I did it a, a week after the uh, 100. That's right. Yanks. That's right. That wasn't the one before that was two years ago. The one before that was two years that ago. Was and that's PB, wasn't it? That was the one which I PB'd and then I went and did Toronto a week later. And, yeah, freak. What was that one? Like a 335 or something? 335, 329. Thank you very much. Sorry. Okay. Six minutes. Sorry. I was too busy hobbling to the finish line to know what the hell was going Sorry, on. You were in your own pain cave. Mm. Whereas I was doing that annoying thing that marathon runners do, which is like, well, you know what? The best marathon's a fast one. You know, it's always easy to say that after a PB, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you, by the time I was done, you were probably at home, showered and napping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was quite that extreme. I think we had definitely left the building. Yeah, I think well, uh, a I few finished. people were like, we, I, I wasn't expected to pay for six hours of parking. If we could get going now, that'd be great. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I, I finished in about five and a half hours. But you, missed, um, you beat the cutoff, though. I did, and it was really annoying, though, because I got to the entrance of the MCG, and, like, everybody was already crowding the streets, and I was just kind of, like, fighting my way through the regular <laughs> civilians who weren't running. Uh, yeah. And I was already, like, hobbling, and I was like, oh, shit, I should have It was like the opposite of a zombie movie, where instead of there being a whole I was bunch just... of zombies after one person, there was yeah. one zombie going, excuse me, excuse yeah. me, brains, I DNF brains. that goddamn thing. Um, but whatever, I won yeah. in my middle. Well, maybe you should have stretched more. Yeah. That. Well, that leads us, I guess, into today's topic. So, what a uh, smooth segue it was as well. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. That was nice. We, you notice, uh, listeners, how we just keep talking until we find a segue. Yeah. Sometimes it's eventually a we'll chat, find our way to the topic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna continue on with the uh, this race training series. Uh, uh, bunch of episodes and i thought it's got a name this series is it like the what's the name of your gym uh jets is it the jets fitness series or no. jets gets you jacked or i'll tell you you obviously don't best listen best to our jets? podcast because um it's i'm calling it the training series just the breaking oh. the, just the training series but i like what you said better um <laughs> but it's just a training series okay cool we can I, workshop that yeah okay Aren't How much you? is Jets paying you? Yeah, probably too much. Not for creative. Uh, yeah, bite me. I do my social media stuff. Aren't you? Don't you do marketing at? Uh, no, what do you do? I don't do marketing. Financial no. stuff. What do you do? No, I don't do that anymore. Hold either. on, I, I know what you do. You uh, analyst. You analyze things. Your business. No. no. What do you numbers? No. <laughs> what do you do? I'm in IT and I build order processes. Yeah. So you're a yeah. nerd. No. Yeah, well, firstly, yeah. I don't build anything. I, I I try and tell people who know how to actually do stuff what to do. That's my job. Oh, so you, you are? That's fun. Okay. Yeah. So the boss IT guy. Well, yeah, That's one cool. of them. There's many, bo there's many boss IT people at yeah, Telstra. Right. Yeah. I really I did not. I don't know why. I know we've talked about it before. But I, I used have no to be in finance at IT, in Telstra. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. So I used to be in finance at Telstra and I, I moved about two years ago. But thanks for noticing. Shut up. You didn't even know the name of the uh, series that we're recording right now. The name of the series is terrible. And that's why I forgot it. The color of the pen that I hold in my hand is royal blue. Best bets with jets is the way to go. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like that. That's so much better than make fit happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what their catch line is. I'm still getting fired if they listen to this. I like it. Well, I think anytime fitness stole it and they do make healthy happen. Yeah. Whatever. Get fit good. Get fit now good. So, mobility and flexibility. Obviously very important things for runners. Um, you know, this is probably, these are the two things I would dare say that runners ignore the most uh, not okay if you're a top of the line runner and you're really serious about what you're doing you don't ignore these if you're anything like zach and i you probably do yeah <laughs> first thing you ignore is the 10 percent rule and the yep. second thing you ignore is flexibility and mobility that's exactly right so a lot of people get these things confused so there is a difference between mobility and flexibility so i'll give you the Definitions, the official definitions. Ooh, dictionary corner. Indeed. So mobility is the active movement of a joint through its entire range of motion without restriction, pain, or assistance from an external source. Uh, in other words, another person or a strap. So it's simply the ability to move well. Right. Flexibility is the passive range of motion available to you when you temporarily stretch a muscle using an external force such as a strap or the assistance of another person or gravity. So, in other words, to break it simply, flexibility is how far you can hold the stretch and the range of motion. In an event. In Well, in anything, really. Um, yeah. And mobility is sort of the ease of getting to that said position. Right. Yeah. So, mobility is, is gained through movement. And it's got elements of strength and coordination. Most common areas that we as runners can improve, feet and ankles, knees, hips, spine. What kind of cookie was that? This is a double chocolate cookie. Oh, 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 oh. I'm, okay. I'm going on mute whilst I eat it. <laughs> you can't hide from me. Um, so, yes. So feet and ankles, knees, hips, spine. Those are the These are the most common areas as runners uh, that we need to gain mobility. So mobility will definitely affect how you run. So if you think of it simply, if, you're, if your muscles and your joints can't move through the entire range of motion required for each stride, I mean, we've all seen, you know, those real powerful runners, you know, whether they be sprinters, whether they be marathon runners, even trail runners, they've got a real efficiency and a real good, solid range of motion. So if you can't do that, as uh, as efficiently as you can, then you you just won't be as powerful in the stride. It'll slow you down. So good mobility, it's gonna it's gonna help you with powerful knee drive, efficient hip extension, glute activation, um, glute activation. Sorry, I didn't really enunciate that, and and all that good stuff that really helps you power power through. And 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 you can improve it in just like minutes a day. Like you don't even have to spend hours on this. I'd say take two or three days even a week if you're not doing anything and it's going to really it's going to help you 
So in a runner, mobility is characterised by those people you see with the, the beautiful high knees and the great kick at the back, and the really, you know, fast feet movement underneath. They just seem to, you know, you can put two runners side by side and one of them will just kind of be shuffling on the spot and the yeah. other one will be striding out and the beautiful heel kick and yeah. everything. That's the mobility difference. And that's the things, those are the things that when you work on them, they can even prevent injury. Like, for example, for me... One of the first things that my myo said, the myotherapist, for those of you who don't know what a myotherapist is, because sometimes I say myotherapist and people look at me like, are you trying to say my old therapist? I'm like, no, I'm not. Or you say my myo. My myo. And they're like, what's you know, my myo? Mm-hmm. My myo? <laughs> that is somebody who works with the myofascial portion, portion of your body helps that release that. So there's, of course, those uh, that amazing release when you do something like a foam roll. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing with mobility, like for runners, the mobility you get for like a road runner, a straight line runner who has that heel kick and everything and that knee drive, that's one thing. But you said trail runners before yeah. and trail runners mobility benefit because there's so many lateral forces on you when you're trail running. Yeah. You've got the forward momentum, you've got the hills up and down, but then you've got the side to side, which right. is where the hips come in and everything. And so you need to move not just in a forward plane of motion, you need to be able to move horizontally as well exactly and and that mobility will help you prevent injury like the first thing that my myo said when you're running if you're feeling your uh, it and knee flare up kick your heels up follow through mm. a little bit more drive your knees bring your pelvis forward because knee pain 90 percent of the time if you're a runner is not coming from your knees it's coming no. from something else it's your feet or your hips exactly exactly yeah. it's like that's why like running is not bad for your knees like poor form is bad for your knees arthritis is bad for your knees but as soon as you can get that stuff you know going with some mobility you're you're kind of in a much better place and it really will help like i can't tell you how much in the 50k that i did in brimbank because only like i can't even remember like 20 22 kilometers or something in did my it band start playing up but the thing that got me through that was really focusing on my knee drive my 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 pelvis being uh forward and my um my my heels kicking ironically more movement is what helped you not restricting your movement to something that was safer it was extending your range of movement exactly loosen it up and that was the thing because it used to be whenever that kicked in i'd stop i'd have to stop working on that mobility was the thing that helped me decide whether i wanted to walk a an eight to ten minute kilometer or run a five to six and a half minute kilometer whilst suffering through that pain it kind of just helps the pain go away and you realize that you're not doing damage because you're doing what your body is meant to be doing yeah. It sounded like before you were about to start us down an Amway path, you were saying in two to three minutes a day, two to three times a week, you too can have greater mobility. Well, yeah. So can you teach us that, Andrew? What, what should we do? Well, absolutely. So some ways that you can improve mobility. I know everybody's going to hate me for saying it, but foam rolling. <clears throat> I know the thing that we all hate to do, but foam it rolling, hurts. it sucks. It's one of the best things, though, that you can do. And... You know, some great times to do foam rolling. Uh, you don't necessarily need dead. to. dead. What's that? When you're dead. When you're dead, so you just can't <laughs> do it anymore. 
<laughs> you don't necessarily need to foam roll before a long run or a hard effort. You can, but if if you're going to, I'd say that's not the time to foam roll hard, um, because it's just it can. It's kind of like doing yoga, like a lot of yoga the night before a long run. People would think, which oh, you I don't want, because then you lose you. the elasticity and what's mm. built up in the muscles and everything. Exactly. Yeah, you, your muscles work better when they've got some tension in them, and phone rolling and yoga takes that away. So exactly. beforehand, no, not not great. Like you can, like for like this morning, I did a little bit before I went to the Yu Yangs, just because I wanted to release a little bit, but I like less than five minutes. Yeah, and uh, the, the, some great times to do it though before you say do some kind of strengthening of your legs like a, a, a big place that you a lot of people need to release especially if you're a runner is that tfl it's that that kind of area right between your glute and your sort of pelvic bone there mm. that gets tight so much for so many people and if you can loosen that up a little bit before you do some say crab walks or some you know some um, glute work or some glute activation great time to do it controlled dynamic stretching is really good so what i mean controlled i just mean like we've all seen the people you know they're they're flapping their arms around and yeah 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 which is fine it's that's got its merit but if you really want to focus on it like put focus behind it like have a purpose for doing it don't just flail like actually focus on what you're doing and yeah move. flailing will get will get blood moving it'll warm yeah. you up but it won't give you mobility in the bit that needs to be more mobile. Right. In fact, you'll probably flail away from the bit yeah. that is immobile. Exactly. So you really got to pay attention to what you're doing. So what I mean by dynamic stretching is movement stretching. So dynamic stretching, you're moving. Static stretching, that's the stuff that you hold. Um, and then the other thing that you can do to help with mobility is your body weight movements, like lunges, squats, you know, for example, I was saying to Zach before, my squats lately in the past couple of weeks are getting a little bit deeper with the weight. And that's because every time I squat, my body, like you're getting just a little bit more mobile and a little bit more, well, I guess flexible. They work both hand in hand. Yep. And then you're able to handle that same load going a little bit deeper and you know, you get more out of it. Like you're going to get more out of a deeper squat than you are out of a squat that you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, so would you say mobility exercises involve, you know, the muscle working as well? So it's not just stretching a tendon or stretching a ligament. It's actually using a muscle to sort of move you through a range of motion. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You're using the muscle. Like, I mean, you're not just stretching, you're actually actively activating things that's really going to help. I mean, when you dynamically stretch, you're, it's, you're contracting. You're contracting yeah. your muscles. When you're uh, doing some kind of myofascial release, in other words, foam rolling, you're not doing much other than moving things around, getting blood flow. Blood flow is, I mean, I, I was going to talk about this in flexibility, but blood is kind of like the great equalizer in terms of recovery you know nothing that's gonna... a controversial take there blood's important wow yeah yeah, yeah. who knew <laughs> um like th that's why you roll that's why you release this stuff so that your blood flow can start that's why you're 
you raise your legs after a run. So, oh God, when when people raise their legs, it's not about lactic acid. Lactic acid doesn't really. That's not what that is. Uh, when you raise your legs, what happens is your blood rushes to your extremities and through them and back and forth. And then when you put your legs back to normal, you get sort of new blood surging in. And that's what helps recovery. Lactic acid is often confused with lactate. That's what that is. And you don't get sore from lactic acid. You get sore because you tear things. Um, that's what that is. So when you raise your legs, it's about blood, not this quote-unquote lactic acid. Jumping to the defense of lactic acid. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. A representative from Big Lactic here. <laughs> I'm on the opposition. So... <laughs> um, other things you can do to increase this, again, moving deliberately, hip circles, leg swings, ankle mm. rolls, all that stuff. All that stuff you can do before a run. It's like it's not it's not impact. It gets it gets tangential benefits for strength training as well. Like if you're doing the body weight exercises, the lunges and the squats and everything, there's some strength benefit there also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not using weight resistance though. I'm hearing with any of this. No, I you you wouldn't need to. And you certainly wouldn't need to. This stuff helps you to gain strength on your strength uh, weighted lifts, but you don't need to. Like, this is stuff that is just going to help you move through. I mean, this is this is all great stuff for warm ups. You know, minus mm. the intense foam rolling. Like, you wouldn't want to use static stretching for a warm up, but you could use a body weight. One of the best warm ups you can do before you run is a jump squat. Mm. It's a jump star squat because your body just goes and like everything just activates and like you do 10 jump squats and you could like go for a run. Yeah. My, my go-to warm up before a run is, you know, 10 forward leg swings, yep. each leg, 10 horizontal leg swings across the body, each leg, and then 10 squats. Yeah. Like just squat down and come straight back up and that engages your lower back, your quads, your glutes, your That's calves. It. I mean, the squat is an amazing exercise. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, the shorter you run, the longer your warm-up could be, you know? Mm. Uh, you know, like I'm going for this 5K time trial on Saturday. I'm going to do a two-mile uh, jog and strides and hip things, uh, hip things, hip swings beforehand. So S Strides are a good one. So you mentioned they're a great way to, at the end of your running workouts, get introduce some mobility. If you find yeah. yourself doing Absolutely. a long run that's, you know, very restricted range of movement strides deliberately make you do the opposite of that and those are also strides are also great too when you are going through a bout of say heart rate training and you're doing mm. all slow runs strides are a great way to get you working on your turnover when you stride when you do a stride so those of you who don't know stride is not quite a sprint could be i mean you kind of 90 percent. yeah you're like splitting hairs at that point it could be a sprint could be not but yeah 90 percent's mm. a good you know when you do a stride you're, that's kind of like what your perfect form is, mm. you know? Uh, don't we all wish we could hold the stride pace? I yes. Just, you know, I look at that when I'm striding and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'd be like so fast. Yes. And that's what Kipchoge does just normally. For, yeah. In fact, we're probably not even striding as no, fast. Well, do you know what? Goes. My stride, yeah, my stride <laughs> is just barely his marathon pace because my stride's like somewhere like 250 to three kilometer three minute kilometer his marathon pace is like 250 and i can't even yeah. hold that for 15 seconds it's crazy so, that's nuts um 
so that's that's mobility with in terms of flexibility so that's like i said that's gained by static stretching not something that you want to do directly before a run at its very core running just running in general is a series of single leg like leaps right mm. so if we don't have any flexibility we don't have any give we don't really have any uh, spring so it just it doesn't help us with energy return of course we don't want to have too much flexibility either but we need to have some and i dare say it's very hard to be too flexible so if you're wondering if you're too flexible you probably don't need to worry about it yeah. uh, it's so, like being too good looking yeah exactly like <laughs> look at doesn't us doesn't bother us doesn't bother us <laughs> Uh, and we just lost every listener that we ever had i have been a subscriber for 200 episodes and this was just a step too far well that's fair yeah whatever so we've all stretched we 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 know how to get a good stretch like we don't need to go into detail about what stretching is but I will say that most of us don't hold our stretches too too uh, long enough. Yeah. Most we people, tend to bounce into a movement and bounce out again. Yeah. Most yeah. people, myself included, I've stretched and each stretch I hold for like ten seconds. Yeah. I most a lot of experts uh, experts will say like thirty seconds is good. I think probably closer to forty five seconds to a minute and a half yeah. is the minimum. Yeah, I guess you don't really need to go much more than uh, a minute and a half, but I'd say 45 seconds should be the minimum. And it's something that you don't, you could do a couple times a day. Like for me with my calves, mm. I stretch my calves like three times a day, about a minute and a half each time. I have a slant board. It's really great. Uh, so if, if you have tight calves, look up a slant board on eBay. It's like the best thing that I have. Um, and you, yeah, so... You know, you could just go through your body. Like the best thing, easiest thing to do so you know you're not missing anything, just go from the top down, stretch your yeah. neck out, do some – I mean this is more mobility, but then you can hold hold your neck. You don't have to do too much with your neck if you don't want to, but up and down, side, and then go to your shoulders. And yeah. then go to your torso, go to your chest, go to your glutes, go to your quads, go to your hammies, go to your calves, uh, go to your feet. You can stretch your feet, absolutely. I know people that stretch their toes – Mm. Uh, which actually, you know, there's science behind that that can help you with your with with everything. Like you've seen the toe separators that yes. plenty of people do. I mean, that's, I mean, the myotherapist, my myotherapist, Jason, gave a toe separator to Erin because she was having uh, like knee and ankle problems. He's like, put this on for like six months and you'll yeah. probably be all right. Spreads the toes, spreads the weight across the foot, starts yeah. to benefit everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why a lot of runners like a like a wide toe box because when mm, it cramps yes. up, you know things just don't don't do the right thing. Words. Wow, that's almost <laughs> a new slogan there. <laughs> things don't do the right thing. Breaking the barrier. <laughs> so flexibility obviously is going to help you increase your range of motion, and that's going to help you with more efficient running. So. For example, if you have tight hip flexors, that's going to decrease your stride power and it's going to slow you down. Like we've all come to the end of a long run mm. or even two-thirds the way through a long run and your your hip flexors, for me, that happens. 
your hip flexors are going and then you just you start that the the, the death shuffle yeah uh you can you might be able to keep up the pace but it ain't pretty no and it doesn't and feel it, it nice hurts. yeah it yeah. sucks and it's just uh yeah it's having that flexibility and mobility in your in something like your hip flexors your tfl on your hips really really going to help with that so flexibility like i said before is going to help you prevent injury because running does put your body in a state of extreme stress like any exercise that you do you're putting your body in stress like i said you're 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 basically tearing your muscles you're tearing your body apart so that it builds back stronger stretching flexibility will help that blood flow so that the blood can get to the areas that are stressed and prone to injury so that that blood is really going to be the thing that that helps with it so i guess in terms of in terms of flexibility what do you want to do take 10 15 minutes after your runs to, yeah. and just stretch like after you after you get inside you just have a minute try to put 10 to 15 minutes in get another sweat going with your stretch just, yep. just don't don't neglect it i mean you don't you don't necessarily even have to stretch after every single run like there are easy recoveries that i do that like i said if my heart rate's like 135 or something the entire run i don't necessarily feel like i need to stretch yep. i might but if you've got weak spots you should yeah, be consistent with it every yeah. time every run whatever my weak spots are like i'm always stretching my hips my glutes my calves uh, i might not always stretch my hamstrings and my quads i should but you always want to kind of at least do your weak areas i'd say like yeah. if you're not if you're not doing something after after your runs you're doing yourself a real real disservice so so pre-workout mobility exercises post-workout flexibility exercises that's the way Hmm. That's the and, way. and that would be for the workout could be a run or it could be strength training. Yeah. There's benefit to, to anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you should definitely be, I mean, damn, you should definitely be stretching after, uh, after, after a hard weights strength workout, because I mean, it's going to help you really, again, get the blood flow going, but also it's going to help you tear the muscle just a little bit more. Like if you do a and heavy build long test, muscles, not yeah. these short little stumpy things. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, who wants to look like the rock? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's very flexible. He is very flexible. That's the thing. Mm. You, you, you always look at these big jacked guys and you think that they can't move. That's the stereotype. But if you look at somebody like the rock, even Arnold in his heyday, yes, or even body, like look at bodybuilding contests. They have, I mean, they have mobility and flexibility. They are limited their movement because of how big they are. But in ratio to how big they are and how much they can move, they're doing mobility and flexibility work. And yeah. they have to with the pounding that they put themselves through. I mean, obviously, there's other things at play there, but that doesn't mean that they are not working hard as hell in the gym. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's mobility uh, and flexibility. That's mobility and flexibility. So M and F, M M F M and F. That mother. Mm. So <laughs> that's our second episode of the training. So that's the training series. So you want to be looking at. So what was the first one we talked about? Strength, strength training, mobility and flexibility. Next one we might do cross training. I think we're gonna we're probably gonna 
do the actual running workouts and the types of runs that we can do and the benefits of different types of running maybe last? Yeah, because otherwise people will listen to that and not come back for the rest of it. Exactly. And what we're trying to say is the rest of this stuff exactly. is really important. That's right. The rest of this stuff makes the running better, easier, and you'll get more out of your running. I mean, again, this is all proportional. If you want to be a runner, you should spend the majority of your time running. Mm-hmm. But if you can find time for these other things, it's going to benefit you. Absolutely, yeah. If you're spending 15 hours a week working out and you're a runner, probably 10 of those hours should be running. Yes, exactly. So Mm. there you go. Anything else that we want to add? No, that's all I had. Um, You know, it's good to have a little series to keep us focused and coming back every week. Exactly. I know. It's like the first time that we've recorded two weeks in a row, I think, in years. I know. And with no races coming. So, well, actually, you do have a race coming. You have run Melbourne coming. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's about eight weeks, right? At 10 Mm. weeks, something. I don't know. July 24th. Yeah. No. Yes. Less than eight weeks. Ooh. Hey, I got my medal for Oxfam in the mail this week. Oh, yeah? So. Did, you, did you send it back? No, uh, no. The Oxfam medal I deserve. So oh, I no, that's that right. That's, that was Oxfam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait. So, they didn't give it to you at the thing? No, they didn't have them. They got held up with uh, COVID. Oh, and so, they didn't right. have them to give them to us at the thing. But I got mine. So, I've, I've hung mine on my wall and I took my Great Ocean Road 60 kilometer one and I crossed out the 60 pocket? and wrote the 54 down on it and hung it up. So It's yeah. bling, man. I moved. I, I've, I've ran again. I've moved past it now. I had my two weeks off, and now I've moved past. So, so we can start yeah. making fun of you for it now. No, no, because oh, I'll cry. Okay. Fair yeah. <laughs> I still cry about coming basically last in my age group for the Spartans. So that's <laughs> <laughs> stupid ultras. Anyway, that's motivational. So, <laughs> well, I want to go now. <laughs> I love. I got to start putting these on YouTube again because every now and then I'll say something and Zach just looks at me like <laughs> that was that that was the nail in the coffin. Of like, this, where uh, is he going with this? Like <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so everybody, that has been uh, the mobility and flexibility portion of this training series. I hope that you got a little bit out of it. I hope that you are motivated to sort of work on that mobility and flexibility because like we said in the beginning of the episode that is the thing that most runners will tend to ignore there's the 10 percent rule there's mobility and flexibility and that is the one thing that i mean we work so hard as athletes we're athletes we work so hard on our runs on our on our workouts and like we have no problem doing a workout that's going to make us just hate the world while we're, while we're doing it. But for some reason, something like mobility and flexibility, because it's not sexy. It's 10 not minutes, flashy. People. 10 yeah, minutes, it's just 10 minutes of, you know, nothing that you can put on Strava. But it's the stuff that matters. It's the stuff that's going to lead to the better stuff that you can put on Strava, to the better workouts, to all that good stuff. So make sure that you're doing it. Look up a mobility routine. Look up a flexibility routine. There's so many out there. It's very hard to do it wrong. Mm. It's possible. Like, obviously, don't overstretch. Uh, If it hurts, stop. Yeah, if it hurts, stop. There's a good pain, and then there's a don't do it pain. Don't go the no pain, no gain route. It's never been good, and that never does anything for anybody. But yes, so as always, if you you have any questions on anything, you can reach out to to myself on Melbourne Superman or the Breaking the Barrier Instagram. 
Breaking Barrier Instagram. Yes, that was the end of that sentence. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Zach, do you have anything else to add? No, no, I'm just really worried for you, and I think we should stop so you can get some medical attention. It's late. It's late. Maybe I should sing the happy birthday song to me. We are a extra. lot later today than normal. About yeah. two hours later, yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. That's fine. It's fine. Hmm. Well, look, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where Zach and I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We hope to catch you out there on the roads, the trails, or the treadmills. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.